Hello all, welcome back to Struggling with the Bumps. Today we got another great episode for you. We will be talking about, pretty generically, but in a lot of different areas of our life, about struggles that we've had to go through and, and attempt to overcome. Um, you know, I'm trying to get back to our roots a little bit. But before we get into this topic, I uh, want to make sure that wherever it is that you're listening to us, please do follow us on that platform. And if you haven't already, go to Instagram, type up at the bums, B-U underscore M-S, Follow us there too. That's where we are main information. And we also have our website up at shrugandbums.com. If you want to peek through there, we should be having some new content up there that you can only access there. And uh, well, they're up soon. So, and we're back to this episode. So Bryce, are there any particular struggles that when you were kind of writing this up, we're like, yeah, man, we got to talk about this kind of stuff. Well, when I was thinking about this, I was kind of thinking from the perspective of when I was quote unquote, a young child to my teenage years, to my adulthood now or currently my young adulthood. Uh, just because like, I, I feel like I'm someone that I felt like I've faced a lot of adversity. So like the first like struggle, like I distinctly remember was like dealing with my dyslexia. Oh my goodness, dude. I think I've talked about it multiple times on here, but like, it was just something really tough for me because I think, I think part of the problem is it wasn't caught as early as it should have been. And the mistakes that I was making because of it caused me a lot of issues at, at home and with my teachers. And it got me labeled a lot of things that I never thought I was. And it got me treated a couple of type of ways that I didn't feel like was fair, even if I did have, even if they did know I had dyslexia at the time, you know? And so that was definitely, it was just a really hard thing for me. And even now it's like, it's an, it's an, it's more annoying with school just because I know that like, I always get knocked for grammar, no matter how much effort I put into doing that, but how I've overcome it or maybe even dealt with it. I mean, I think once I started getting actual help and the stuff they use to help kids with dyslexia, like the struggle got a lot better for sure. And then even as I progressed into like, middle school and junior high like having those resources was really helpful but it was still very much a challenge because you're still taking like a lot of like general ed courses and it's like uh i have a lot of other learning facilities i just like calculus i do the same thing that i do with letters with numbers so i'm sure you can imagine me in math and stuff like that so it's like that that's like the first like real struggle i think i faced in like my youth and i would say that was like a huge mental thing because I think a lot of times, like, it gave me this weird complex about, I feel very um, insecure about my actual intelligence, which is funny because I have a, actually have, like, an abnormal high IQ, but it's, like, it, it's just a whole weird thing with, between my learning disabilities and being smart, it's, like, I can't get what's in my brain to paper or the computer nowadays, and it's, like, I don't know, it's definitely a struggle I deal with every day because I definitely feel a lot of insecurities about my quote-unquote intelligence it's like man there's nothing more i hate than being in a group chat with people or whatever and misspelling something and then someone catching me on it and i'm like ah. i mean they're not wrong but i'm like oh my own insecurities killing me here so i really try hard and thank god for the edit button or delete button i'm sure you guys that have been in the group chats with me have seen me use that quite a bit but yeah, All right, probably like the first one a couple times. Yeah, and and it's good. I mean, but it's I, like I hate when. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I don't mean it to be mean. I mean, I'm just like, oh yeah, just, just yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've talked about this too, Eddie. It's in all fairness, I didn't get the same education that you got. <laughs> this, that, and the other, but it's like it's like things like the theirs or the yours. I Dude, the theirs I, I can't fucked me up for a long time, man. Let me tell you, I just. Like I'm getting my master's and I still can't really wrap my mind. I'm guessing, bro. I I know T H I E R and T H E R E, and that's about it. I don't understand the rest, so I'm always kind of guessing and just hoping that everyone's like, "Who cares?" But you know, it's super annoying too. You know where that's come from? It's like being on like dating apps and stuff like that. You'll be like, if you guys don't know, most girls are like super good at grammar, in my opinion, and you'll use the wrong there, and then you just. Nope, get bullied. Yeah, bro. Man, it's, happened. It's, it's happened. But that's like Jesus. the first like big one that's come to my mind. At least like I would say my big like mental 
struggle. Yeah, right, right. What um, about I, you, Eddie? No, I was going to say just a comment on that piece. I think that's part of the reason why, like, when this episode gets put up, um, we'll probably have already recorded another episode about um, growing, like, youth development and even bullying. So we had a good episode. I'm sure we'll be able to really talk about this aspect even more in there. Um, that's just the first thing that came to my mind while listening. It. I mean, it's tough, dude. When you're growing up, it's I, part of the reason I did want to talk about that, like youth development aspects, because it's like when you're a kid, like you're still learning about so many things that having different kinds of blocks come up, you, you're not able to express yourself super properly um, unless you happen to have, I don't know, psychologist parents, or you're just one of the few that are able to mature very quickly i i don't know so it's very difficult sometimes growing up with things going on that make it harder to learn or or do other things so it's tough yeah oh man i got some great stories about the life and times of bryson in the back back in the day yeah man that's Uh, why i want to talk about it some more but uh yeah for me dude i mean moving was one of the biggest things because it was like i lived in la i already had conscious like conscious memory but i was like five or six years old and it's like, oh, yeah, we're moving to the Bay Area. And I was like, okay. And so I left my friends um, and, like, a great place where I lived. Like, I really loved living where I was. Um, and we moved. And it just really sucked, dude. I went from, like, being a very, like, honestly, I was a extrovert when I was a little kid. And um, very, like, life of the party kind of thing. I mean, I was still very nice to everybody, but like, I just was very extroverted, loved talking and being around people. Um, and then we moved and I really just like retreated into a little shell because I was like in just such a new place and I had trouble adjusting to new school, even though funny enough, like I went to St. Raymond's in Downey, California. And then I went to St. Raymond's in uh, Dublin, California. That's a funny fact for everyone that we happened to move somewhere. That wasn't even planned. It just so happened that we went to another place called St. Raymond. Yeah. So something I've always been curious, Eddie, and I think this comes from my own experiences because just based on like my background, I would have loved to have moved. Do you think it was just because you were so comfortable and you were like so happy where you were at as a kid? Oh, definitely. It was just, okay. Yeah. It, like I was, I loved going to school where I was at. I had some good friends. Um, you know, I love the fact that, you know, my neighbor, we were such good friends with them, my neighbor across the street, great friends with them. And then my grandpa was really down the street. So like, I loved how connected I felt and like such a good community. So like being uprooted from that sucked. Um, and then definitely affected me when I moved up to the barrier for sure. Um, okay. I'm just curious. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's because, I mean, if I, maybe if I hadn't, if I had a bad time, maybe I'd say like it would be, it might not have been as affecting to me, but because I love where I was, it definitely affected me. <laughs> I see. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, and then I'm pretty sure like this is what essentially um, caused me to develop anxiety. I'm pretty sure like this event was the catalyst. So yeah, I had trouble adjusting to school. Um, Definitely a lot of days were like, and again, I couldn't like verbalize what I was feeling. All I could say was, oh yeah, I feel like guess nervous. Like that's it, right? Like I just didn't want to be there kind of thing. I couldn't verbalize it, which made it worse sometimes. Cause it's like to your point, Bryce, sometimes you got all that stuff going on in your head and you're trying to get it out and you can't get it out. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. Like, no, but you're like you're a little kid though. So you don't know all the words to like actually get it out and stuff. So definitely a big struggle for me. And eventually I overcame it because I got really well adjusted to where was that? It took me a while. It took me took me a good while, maybe a year or so, two years. But I adjusted to where I was at. You know, I met one of my really good friends who built our website for us. Uh, he and I arrived at the same time, had the same birthday, um, so we became really close friends really early. And um, yeah, I eventually adjusted. So I, I did eventually overcome it. It's just, I think the uh, the not consequence but the fact that it was a catalyst for my eventual anxiety is something i'm still dealing with to this day which is unfortunate but i mean it's not a whole lot you can do about it it is what it is Uh, we had a better life because we moved it just so happened that unfortunately it did cause that yeah it moving forward 
not trying to steal the episode for you. I, I move into the next thing. When I think of like, I think for me, like a big thing, another insecurity, it's a big struggle that I, I feel like I've yet to overcome it on like the physical side for me has always been like my height. Like I, I, okay, here's my whole thing. And I've been thinking a lot about this re- as of recently because a couple of things. I, I don't think 5'7 is short, in my opinion. And I think it's total bullshit that society deems that it, it maybe this is just my experience, but I feel like anything below like six foot, six one is deemed just like a midget. And I I can say that because I've literally heard it. And people can be like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you know what? You try being that. Dude, I grew in college, Eddie. When you guys met me, last time I went to the doctor, bro, I was 5'5". Five, five. Like, I grew two inches in college. Bro, so you can only, I'm sure you can only imagine how tall I was in, like, high school, bro. And so, like, you know, as, Eddie, as I've kind of alluded to, like, I got bullied a lot as a kid. Dude, I was short. And, like, I was small. So, like, I got bullied for a lot of other reasons, but it, you know what I mean? It was just, it made it damn near impossible to like defend myself. But I think I really became super insecure about it when I got into junior high, which is for, uh, for me, it was eighth and ninth grade. And it was like, I was trying to make the high school soccer team. And I was, I think I really started getting into kind of working out, but like in doing more sports than just soccer. And it like became very apparent that like, it just, it just wasn't going to happen for me. Like, uh, I think I think I, I not that anybody cares, but I played football for like three weeks, and I literally just got crushed like a freaking cookie. Like it was not not fun. Like I couldn't play soccer the entire three weeks because it always hurt. Like in in those three weeks, I think I got three concussions at least. I mean, just not not a good time. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't stay in football very long. But yeah, it, it was just really hard for me and like. I don't know. I was maybe, you know, I, I kept growing like in high school. I would say I was like five, five or something like that, dude. And it's hard to like be a competitive athlete in any aspect and get what I would say respect. I mean, I think Messi's like the exception in soccer because he's like, he's only like five, six, five, six, maybe he's five, eight, I want to say, but he's like the exception to the rule, but it's like, so yeah, he's somewhere eight, around there. He's short as hell, but yeah. You know, and then Darren Sproles, Darren Sproles, you know, another exception to the rule, if we're being quite honest. And if you guys have ever listened to him, dude, he went through a lot to be who he was. And like, Ugly so Bogues in the bat in the NBA, bro. Oh, He's like 5'9 yeah, yeah, yeah. point guard. Yeah, dude. But it's like, <laughs> it's just, it was exceptions. And it, was, yeah. it, it led to a lot of insecurities because, like, uh, if you guys ever stalk my Instagram, I'm sure you'll notice that some of my best friends in the world, one of my, one of my best friends, he's six five, six six. Most of my friends are about six one. Like, and it's just it's hard being that shorter guy. I'm not talking about the Oregon squad. Sorry, I meant most meaning for my friends who go on. Yeah, coming to Oregon was funny in the way that most I'd say most guys are like five ten. I'd say it was like probably the group average besides Chad, who's like probably six three, six two, something like that easily. But. Yeah, it's definitely an insecurity. Even now that I'm like five seven, it's still something that I'm just like, God dang, I hate being short. And I think, I think it's more of a society kind of. I don't know. It's definitely a societal issue too because I just feel like I get deemed as like a midget. It's like okay, five seven is not that short, man. Like, but because it's like you go to other countries and like, dude, five seven is pretty damn tall in like Europe and certain parts of Asia. But I don't know. That's just one insecurity I've always had about, like, my physicalness. Yeah, I mean, that's fair, dude. I think it's one of those things that a lot of people struggle with because when you're a guy, like, you're meant, you're supposed to be um, large, you're supposed to be a big persona, you're supposed to be a dominant persona. And I think when you don't fit a lot of the traditional masculinity that society has currently in the U.S., like, it definitely is detrimental because it's hard to – overcome that and be like it's okay where i'm at for sure so i definitely can understand that and that really is definitely a thing that society has caused in my opinion just because like you have to be again to be a man right you gotta be big you gotta be like jacked you gotta be like you know what i mean like that's all the stuff that kind of goes into it and it is unfortunate because that's just not like I don't know. It's really just not how everything is. And 
I will even venture to say like getting into like female and female's life, like, you know, there's also similar struggles that they go through where um, there's a lot of issues as far as body image is concerned, because you got to be like skinny as fuck, hot as hell kind of thing. And so both yeah. sides definitely struggle from those body image issues. And it's tough because it's like, I can't change my height. Dude, trust right. me, if there was a surgery to get <laughs> like three more inches, I would spend every dime I have. But unfortunately, I don't know if any answer about that. Yeah. Shin replacement sure. surgery. Maybe. So you're still dealing with it, basically. Still kind of yeah. oh, wrestling yeah, with definitely. it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's more of like, from what I've seen now, it's like on the dating scene, it's like, I hate how it's like if you're not like six feet or above, like just swipe left, and I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Right, Unfortunately, it is what it is. Yeah. They're lost. All right, what about you, Eddie? You have any like physical traits besides your ankles? No, I can't answer them. <laughs> uh, I hate you guys. Red and bum too as well, man. That guy. Oh man, it's not Eddie. Tell me to check my cupboards. How how many of the bums wouldn't even know that that was like a thing? Unless Bum 2 literally mentioned it every time. Yeah, it's true. You. But it's funny, though. I mean, it really it is. It is funny. It's a great I'm just joke. saying it's, it's like. It's a great joke. From such a small event, too. Like, we all got our ankles broken. Yeah, yeah. But it's, uh, yeah. Sorry, no, it's, it's funny, though. I don't I, I don't take it personally. Um, Physical struggles, you know, man, it's funny. And I hope we don't take it the wrong way. I remember growing three inches over one summer. Only from 5'4 to 5'7 over one summer dude i was like what the f- it's crazy and then you know and so i've always been on like around the height the only issue i think i have with my body is like even when i was like going through football and i got very strong i was still as skinny as i am right now yeah <laughs> like it's just one of, i have one of those body styles that i think fortunately and metabolisms fortunately because i've never had an issue with weight for me at least on the heavier side that's always been good for me because I, I can eat a lot and still be where I'm at. But it is sometimes sucks because it's like I don't quite have the body style of bum one where he's also skinny. But when he works out and stuff, he's able to look just yoked. When I work out, I do not look like that. So I think it's one thing that while I haven't had the most insecurities around that, um, I think it's like one of those goals for me that I hope to at least look somewhat you know, a little more filled out maybe and a little stronger. Um, and it's something too that I actually kind of enjoyed. So for those that don't know, The Flash on the CW show, it's all on Netflix now, but uh, Grant Gustin's The Flash in it. And he has a similar problem where he's skinny. as Like he's even skinnier than me, I would say, I think. Um, for those that, and he's posted about it too. And like talked about like, because one of the suits that they did in like season seven or six, like you could tell he was really skinny. And a lot of people are like, oh my God, is he sick? Is it he's like, no, that's just his, normal body dude he's just like a hell he's like a freaking stick and he talked about his struggles with that i'm like yeah i mean i kind of feel that but it's never been something that's been super insecure for me yeah like, i've always appreciated uh, my body it's just like that would I, that would be probably the only thing i'd say that would not be great and and maybe and maybe i kind of hate the fact in a way that my mom's side of the family they get like migraines so I've been put out plenty of times by headaches and migraines. And it's so annoying, dude, because it's like, like sometimes I just want to go like, in fact, literally yesterday, bro, I was like, I'm going to go meet up with a friend for a couple of drinks. And it's like, dude, I'm sorry, but I got a bad headache. It's just not going away. And if I take anything more, I'm going to knock out. And so I just can't make it out. And it wasn't because I was anxious or anything. It's just literally because. I just have a headache. My that's one thing I will say that frustrates me, and and my stomach issues, which you know, plenty, plenty, I've heard plenty about. So I think those are only a few things I'd say is like frustrating. But I usually just you know I power through. It is what it is. Yeah, and then the last one that I saw was like social struggles. I think there's a lot, um, especially as of like the 2020s. Holy cow! I don't really, I don't know if there's anything specifically. You know, even as like a little kid, like. Being mixed, I dealt with a little bit about race, but it really wasn't a big deal until I got older, I would say. But I think I would say for me personally, the biggest social issue, I, just being uncomfortable around people, I think just that social awkwardness. Um, you know, 
God, God bless the the bums that were riding with me back like freshman year because definitely said some cringy things, did some cringy things. Um, and, and, and honestly, I don't want to say it's like I didn't know any better, but I just didn't understand why maybe that wasn't okay or like socially acceptable. And, you, you know, we, we have good friends that I, I, I consider myself blessed because I feel like by the end of college, I, for the most part, learned the rules of what's socially okay and not okay in a sense especially in like like the party scene and and talking to girls and stuff like that but we definitely have friends that have not and it's 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 tough to watch i in a way i feel bad for them because i'm just like you probably don't recognize like what you're doing is not like okay in a sense but yeah that's that's one struggle i don't want to get too into detail and risk myself but um i know eddie knows exactly what i'm talking about some other friends oh my gosh if only you guys knew some things that happened it's It's all good bro you live and you learn right you might learn i'm sure everybody in the audience has those memories where you just like sometimes you play them you're like fuck like you just cringe a little bit and you're like god bless it why did i say that why did i do that yeah it hurts you man i feel you i think the only social struggle i'd say kind of blends in with mental you know, like I said before, I used to be pretty outgoing when I was a little kid and then eventually changed. And I think that shyness definitely hurts me sometimes where it's like, I've been at plenty of parties and events through my fraternity otherwise, um, where I just, I had trouble being super social, especially around girls. And I think it's like one of those things where I always want to play it safe. So I try not to talk too much, but it's like, I get along with so many people. It really is one of those things I'm very good at getting along with so many people, but like, I just like stress about it and I end up getting in my head about it. And then I just, my anxiety kicks in. I'm like, fuck, like, and I just end up not doing great being social. And I think that's one thing that I don't like. Um, and is a bit of an insecurity, but it's an insecurity, not because like, Oh my goodness, I'm going to get, I'm not say triggered about it, but it's like, I just don't like putting myself in super social situation, but it's like, it's funny because sometimes if I get thrown into like, let's say like introduction, right. I was at introduction. I was just saying, what's up to everybody. Like it wasn't a problem. If I'm in a situation where like no one really knows each other, I have no problem stepping up and like introducing myself. But if I'm in a situation where like people know each other, I just struggle. I don't know why. I I think it's tough to frustrating. Yeah, I think it's tough too because in our even our own group, we have certain friends that I whatever you want to call it, they they can go anywhere and be the, that person in that group, you know. And you know, I don't know if it's land charm or just maybe they have a little more confidence than certain members, but it's like we just have certain members that like we we will go to. I mean, I don't know. I get I don't want to say the bars, but like. I think an example that probably would happen just based on other things is we would say we were like going to like a club meeting or something like that. We have certain friends, you know, that would go in there and they wouldn't say a word and they'd be super like, uh, I'm just going to kind of fill it out. And then maybe I'll say something. And then we have people that would go in there and they would like, you would think they were like running that thing. So I think, it, I think it's tough in some ways like that. I mean, personalities can carry and not carry, you know, and I think it, really does like depend on the individual but i mean i'm i feel like i'm in the same boat with you definitely like um probably talk to you and nobody else if i didn't know anybody in the group i think i think a perfect example is like whenever we were transitioning the group i would say like uh would have been third year your junior year my technically sophomore year when i started working for the team a lot and i would come around not as much and like i remember one time we did a surprise birthday party for you and i came in and there were people that were like (laughs) yeah they're like who are you and i oh man temper temper came out a little bit that day but i didn't end up talking to them and it wasn't even because i was pissed at what they said i was just like i don't know you guys and there's a lot of new people here like i think it was the first time i met like really sam and august and oh sorry but that was the first time i like met them and i remember being like kind of closed off and i was like were you guys and it worked out in the end hey, fast, like, fast forward like literally we have a clan fast forward a year and a half bro and yeah we're in and we took the drive with them down into uh 
back to my place to go to the uh, Pac-12 championship. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how yeah. it works like that. But no, I get your saying yeah. though. And I, I can imagine how tough that could be because the other part of that surprise party was I didn't run it. That was all, <laughs> that was all Chad. So, you yeah. know, I, it is what it is. So there were definitely were people there too that I was like, we had been getting along with and because we hadn't seen you in a while like we'd been hanging out with them a lot so yeah yeah and i don't know about you but i'm the type of person for the most part when it comes to making friends i almost have to have a friend introduce me i have to have an intro i you know i'm not i just can't walk up to people and like i need like an intro if that makes sense like all all of all the bums like i think it worked out with friday football because it's like oh we're all just trying to play and then you talk and then you know it's like oh let's grab food and then you know we all find out we're into video games and you know and then it's like cool but if we were just like sitting next to each other in a class i don't think it would have happened even as much as like we had in common if that makes sense yeah no it's always tough i think i do struggle with that sometimes but i would say that i that is something i actually do pretty well with um starting that conversation thing like that i do decent i would say i'm like average at that skill so but i do agree like having something straight off the bat to have in common is, is really nice you know something that you can yeah. start off with is always good um but i yeah. i mean thinking even to like our, our buddy that we made in our super senior year he just happened to be like the roommate i was gonna have for a month and i was like oh yeah how are you doing and stuff like that and we just kind of like i don't mesh and just talked about different stuff and yeah Right. Yeah. And I, I think while well, I mentioned it even more and more, I think that's probably actually one of my biggest struggles I've noticed with myself since graduating college. Cause I think like come the come even my like last three years at Oregon, I knew so many people between you guys, some other friends I had just made throughout my time there. And then the team that it was like, I was meeting new people left and right, but they were always getting introduced to me by another friend. And then I, you know what I mean? And it was like, I would know them. Like, like, uh, I like to, I love to tell the story about, uh, my first year on staff, there was these two, like very, very attractive alpha fees in my sociology class. And I sat next to them uh, mainly because there really wasn't another seat and they didn't even like bat an eye or look at me. And I was like, dang, this, this is tough. It's tough out here. And then the next class, I had a really good Oregon football player, friend of mine, uh, safety. He ended up being in the class, and he sat in that same spot. And they were talking to him the entire class. And he was like, what? You're going to talk to me, but not my mans? They were like – and they were like, are, are, are you new to this class? And I'm like a little bit hurt. But, yeah, after that, I ended up becoming like semi-decent friend. Like I still talk to them every now and then today. So I, you know, it's stuff like that. And it's like just a prime example of, yeah, that I, I would never, I don't know. I don't know. No, that's fair. I think I would also agree. I met a lot of people through my friends. You know, I think they were definitely the more social people in our friend group, you know, Chad, right. Um, one, yeah. Where through them, I met a lot of people for sure. That's just how they are. That's they have those yeah. extroverted personalities. They made a lot of good friends. And so they brought them around because they're good people too. And, you all ended up becoming friends. It's just how it is. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, while we've also kind of answered this, I mean, have you felt like you've been able to conquer a lot of your past struggles or at least even just the ones we talked about? Yeah, that's a good question. Actually, Or at least because, manage it. I think maybe not even conquer, but just manage it. Yeah. I don't know if I feel like I've conquered any yet. Cause I still deal with like my social anxiety and like physical height and like my learning disabilities. But I mean, one that I would say, I, I like to think I'd take like leaps and bounds is like standing up for myself. Now I wouldn't say it's like great or really where I want it to be, but I think I was really proud of myself because sad as it sounds like, I think college was like the first time I ever really stood up for myself and didn't take someone's like shit. And I was really proud of myself for it. And it was definitely like a hard, hard decision for me. Cause it did cost me a lot, but I was glad I did it in the long run. And I'm like, I've really tried to build off that not, and not taking people, not letting people like treat me so poorly and accepting it, you know? And then two, uh, I've always been scared of like, uh, like vi- it's a little complex, but 
I got bullied a lot as a kid. So like fighting and violence and like that always kind of like a little PTSD with that. And so something that I've been really working hard is doing martial arts and learning how to defend myself and then getting okay with, I don't want to say hit because that's not what Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is, but getting more comfortable with getting roughed up maybe and like associating that with like, it's just sport versus associating it with I'm getting my ass kicked um, and not letting it like trigger me to being like in the fence belt or whatever you, you would want to call it. So that's, that's really been like one of the biggest things, some of the biggest things I, I've really uh, been working on and conquering. Sounds good, man. I think a lot of people can really, I'd hope in the audience, you know, think back on their struggles and, and maybe look back and say, hey, these are the things that we've been able to overcome. And, and it does take work because like, just another example, something I didn't mention before, but like, dude, I was thinking back, high school was just difficult, man. Not just because college was a godsend because of the fact that I only had two classes a day. I was vibing. And sometimes I didn't have a class in a day, right? But high school, man, I literally drove 30 minutes-ish to 40 minutes to get there. I woke up every day at like 6 a.m., maybe even 5.50, right? Like I'm waking up early for school. School goes from 8.15 to 2.20. I, during like non-spring when I was playing volleyball, I'd come home. I Sometimes, man, I'm falling asleep. So I'm, I'm dealing with school. And then obviously like you're going through puberty and I had a problem where like, I just had so many emotions and one of the main ones is I get angry a lot. And I'm sure this kind of sounds weird. I exactly, Bryce has a weird reaction to that. Like, can you imagine Eddie getting angry? Um, and it took me a long time to really get to manage it. And I think, and I managed it initially in unhealthy ways, and then I managed it in healthier ways. And now I'm at the point where I can say like, oh yeah, like took me a while, but you know, worked on it. Yeah, yeah, no, I just take it easy, man. That's why like, if you notice, I'm always just kind of a, like, oh, it's, it's all good kind of person just cause I don't know, it's not really worth it all the time. So it's something that I definitely have to come to manage over time, but there's obviously still other stuff like my own anxiety that I'm still working on. Um, I think I've come to terms with my body. It, it is what it is, but I'm going to be skinny as hell probably forever, and I'll, I'm okay with that. Well, 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 I mean, if I'm strong, it doesn't show, it's fine. At least I know I'm strong, <laughs> right? So, Hey, ladies, Eddie's a catch. You're missing out. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think everything else, I mean, I mean, the social aspect, dude, see, the pandemic kind of just smashed through and said, nah. So, like, I will say, like, I think I got slightly better in the early pandemic at being social because it was like trying to figure out how to be social, things like that. And then I was working at like total wine. So I was, I was being forced to be around people all the time, which was really good for me. Um, but then I stopped working there and I think I definitely regressed in a way. Uh, so it has been a bit of a struggle that I'm trying to manage myself back out of essentially, but it's been getting better. So. Yeah. And, uh, tap in on the two you mentioned I, I mean I feel you with the social struggle I mean just mention how I was socially awkward and I felt like I was finally figuring it out at the end of college and I think two things you know half the half more than half the squad really graduating really kind of killed me a little bit because I mean we still went out a lot but it wasn't the same you know and it just kind of sucked because everyone knew it wasn't the same you know and then two obviously the pandemic hitting and then basically me living in my room for like two years. And now I'm in a state where I don't really agree with next to anything anybody has to say about stuff. And so it, it's tough in that aspect. One positive thing I do got going is I do go to the gym uh, five times out of the week. And when I say gym, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu classes, and it's, it's, it's semi-social, you know, you're talking to people kind of, maybe not my favorite group of crowd or anything like that, but it's still, there's some good people in there and it's, it's always nice to have this conversation, but like, Holy cow, the world is still turning somehow. And then the other one, I guess I never really thought too. I had friends in high school, but I would definitely say I never felt like I fit in anywhere. Like, like I played soccer, but like, I was like a JV guy. So I wasn't like a cool varsity kid or anything like that. I ran cross country, but great group of people but definitely not like anything cool in high school if that makes sense and it was like and I think it was tough because like I, I definitely got like put in the quote unquote like the what I would call like the loser kid circle 
and I never got invited to like any like parties you know it was like really I think that's the first memory I have with Instagram when I first got it was seeing kids posting themselves doing all this cool stuff with other kids and like damn we (laughs) me and my friend did not get that invite or even know that was going on and so coming to college and meeting the bums was like mind-changing for me I mean that was one of the first times like like I've been I mean besides like my two like really close three really close friends like that was the first time I've ever been like asked to go get food with people and like play like recreational sports with people like actually like we want you to come type thing you know and play video games that was my first ever like not first ever but one of my first I don't know just getting invited to stuff I guess I should say and then it was Starcraft baby we fried this man's computer just couldn't find my computer having friends to do that with having for you know what I mean and it was like once we started going to like parties together it was like that was the first time like your boy had ever been to anything like that and I was like holy cow my friends invited me they got me in we worked this out we and and like that was really huge it was really good I think that's the beautiful thing with the bums and why sometimes I have big issues what happens now with the bums is back then I feel like everyone felt very accepted and was very assured that look no, like if we're going to do something everybody gets to come and yeah I was on the small scale and things were different but as we've talked about off camera like that's sometimes my issue with what happens now per se in the group and I think too one thing I really appreciated out of high school it was like I don't know like I would do something that people wouldn't like and then like I wouldn't know about it or something like that and then next thing I know I'm like kind of outcasted and the one thing I appreciate about the bums is like, did we like everybody all the time? No. But did we always squash our beef for the most part? Yes. And now it's like, it's a little bit tougher. Certain things have happened why I get why beefs haven't been squashed, but it's like, but back then when we were like, things were, I guess, maybe simpler. Like I really appreciated just things were always good, I guess, with the squad as a whole. Like we always made sure that that was a thing. But yeah. For sure. Yeah, man. and I think, you know, the next part is probably more mixed because it's like, do we feel like our struggles are caused by ourselves as well as has society caused our struggles? It really is a blend because I think, I don't know if you've studied or not, I'm pretty sure, I mean, dyslexia is something that's maybe not genetic, but it's just like, happens. it happens. So unfortunately, you know, that's something that I guess you could say is caused by you but it's not like you necessarily tried to be dyslexic. Like it's one of those this things. This isn't my sins yeah. where you get to make a character and you're like, Oh, I'm going to make myself five, seven, and right. make myself, you know, have dyslexia right. and live in Oklahoma. But because of that stuff, I think the society has some issues concerning that, that makes it more magnified and far worse than what it really is. Look, it's not a problem in my opinion, right? Like it's, it's like, look, you're not five ten, five eleven. It's fine. It's not a big deal, right? You have dyslexia. That sucks, but like, you know, it's fine. It's just another human. It's another part of it about being a human. Like that's just one of those things that, that can happen. Um, yeah. But I think unfortunately society is, is where it is. A lot of people want to be more than just normal. They want to be normal and they want to be above like, like more than normal to the point where like a lot of that stuff does get outcast. You kind of get looked down upon. You kind of get, you get like those questioning looks and those weird looks sometimes. Um, yeah, you get the, if you're not six foot swipe or whatever, right? You get a lot of that stuff. It does hurt. And I think, you know, society has a long way to go as far as solving that. And I feel like more recently, it's been easier in some ways. I think there's been a lot of groups that I've seen or people that seem to be far more accepting of that and understanding that. And it's something too I was thinking about in prep for this episode is, Again, when you're in like middle school, elementary school, you don't always have like the vocabulary to be able to expo- like s- express what you're feeling and talk about some of the nuances of social happenings, I guess. In high school, you're kind of getting better at it, but at the same time, not like a lot of shit going on. Everyone's growing, you know, there's a lot of things that are happening that make it even more difficult to talk about it. But I feel like once you get to college, things change. And that's why I was grateful to go to Oregon where like, once again, I learned go with the flow, man. Oregon is all freaking, yeah, exactly. 
peaceful vibes until you met some chads on the football field and you had to show them what's up. But other than that, you know, you're usually vibing. So I think that was one thing I was grateful for that once you got to college, it became a little more accepting. Like, you know, I had to do two group therapy things when I was in college and it was crazy. Like seeing everyone that was in my group, I'm like, damn, bro, like, pretty sure you're hella smart like what and i'm like oh yeah i'm pretty sure you know what i mean like just to see everyone come from such different backgrounds and still struggle the same stuff i think did a lot for me to help me realize like hey like you know when people say oh eddie so kind how did you do that look man i everyone has a shit that they got to deal with and so i think because of that you know i recognize we're all part of one single society in the u.s and even though culturally speaking bryce and i may come from slightly different backgrounds we still have something in common that we grew up in the U.S. So, like, there's obviously still some overlap there. So, what I'm saying is, like, I think people need to stop pretending that we all grew up in different places and realize that, yes, while we grew up somewhat differently from each other, we still live in the U.S. So, like, we all recognize a lot of the similar struggles. So, why not be nice about it? So, I think, yes, society does cause a lot of issues. And while there are a lot of things that come from us ourselves, you know, once again, I... I can't create a my sims that says no anxiety, right? Like it's just somehow I developed, there's a catalyst of an event um, and I still deal with it, but you know, I think society can make it harder for us to deal with it and manage it. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I completely agree with everything you said, Eddie. And for, I was doing the whole Zen thing. Cause if you guys don't know, or university of Oregon is like the most chill place I think I've ever been in my life. We were just so go with the flow, like to the point where it's a little annoying, but it's also pretty cool. But some of the major like points I've mentioned, like my height and my dyslexia, I think those are totally societal issues that it's caused me. Cause like, I don't think I ever would have cared or been even like, I don't know, aware of my height being an issue unless it had been told to me being an issue so many times in my life. And then same with my dyslexia. Like I, I, I think even like in my early days, like, I never thought of it as a big deal until like my teacher started putting a lot of pressure on me and telling me that I wasn't doing enough. And that's where a lot of like those issues came from. And then for my social awkwardness, especially around females and stuff like that, I think part of it comes from, I'll say it like this, like, I think I wish my mom hadn't been so strict on like me even being allowed to socialize with certain groups of people like, I don't know. I just think I didn't know anything when it came to that. So I'll take part of the blame because, I mean, but I also think it's societal. Like, I, I don't think I ever did anything bad. I just think I did stuff that society would have been like, what the f are you doing, kid? Um, so I don't know. That's kind of, I guess, like my thoughts on those issues. And I, I want to add one piece to this. I think two things. One, the other it's interesting because like, even as I've gone through therapy, it, it's been interesting to see how widespread certain like norms are. You know, I think it's one thing that we take for granted in a way, you know, I've been struggling with like, man, I'm trying to find my way into a job, trying to find my way into a job. And it's like, I don't feel like I deserve to be around anyone because I'm not on my path. And it's like, that's definitely a societal thing coming at me. Cause it's like, Oh, you're 25, you have to be out of the house. You have to be, you know, that's a norm, right? But I'm not going to say, look, that's a contrasting thing in Mexican culture. Cause like not saying that, you, oh, you have to, not saying it's that much different. Yeah, of course, if you're Mexican, you're probably doing something, but you're supposed to be around your family a lot too. So like, it's definitely a split thing where it's like, I have two, two competing voices in my head and it's so ingrained without me realizing, like, even though I want to be go with the flow, that still is a voice in my head that's coming at me. So I think you really got to like reflect and think about some of these things for you to realize just how rooted in a lot of these norms are. Um, while some of them are very obvious, like the whole idea with height or other um, learning disabilities, some of them are not so obvious in the way that we interact with one another. Um, and I think the other thing too is... Um, Actually, I kind of covered that because I wanted to give an ex another example of that. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's interesting how ingrained some of these things are that we that we take for granted how much we've learned from them. And it's like, oh, man, now we're realizing that some of it's very much affected us. Yeah, and, and I want to keep going even on my own point of like, it's I don't even feel like 
I'm a socially awkward person because I think I can hang with the boys and be one of the boys and be completely normal. I think it's just specific situations that I get put into. And I think just because of societal standards that kind of come with that. Man, I'll tell you one that my friends and I, I take it because, you know what, maybe there's some fairness to it. I've been ripped since like sixth grade on the way I dress. Uh, and like the bums know exactly what I'm talking about because I've quote unquote showed up to events where maybe I should have dressed up more and maybe I showed up in a dry a workout t-shirt, workout shorts, some not calf socks, the what is it, mid calf socks, like the high crew, yeah, high crew socks and some beat up tennis shoes and quote unquote underdressed severely. Um there was another time with I don't know about you guys, I showed up to an event and I wore dress shorts and a polo and almost got kicked out because I was supposed to be wearing a suit and tie. Um, it wasn't with you guys. It was in high school. But I, I kind of stood my ground. So I, I think that's dumb society. I think that's whole society trying to uh, fabric judge me or whatever you want to call it. Or, you know, you should be able to wear what you want when you want to wear it. I'm a big proponent of that. I don't think I'll ever – look, okay, fine. Maybe if you show up to a wedding, but, like, that's only – if I'm showing up to a wedding, I obviously care about the person. So if I didn't – you know what I mean? I'll dress up for people if they just beg me to do it. But, like, my poor mother, me and her have gone rounds and rounds every year of my life about just me wearing something halfway decent, not wearing – shorts and yeah you guys know i wear shorts every day i mean if i'm not wearing shorts it must be very cold outside but yeah i, I you guys definitely uh the material judge me there's just certain levels to things you know i think even i even though i would have more likely agree with you i think i'm a little bit more of the opposite i think there are certain situations where appropriate dress is needed but there can be a wide range of appropriate dress for sure yeah like the bums held an event toward our my our fourth year, uh, and it was supposed to be like you're supposed to dress up. I did not attend the event for some my own personal. I didn't I didn't go, but it had I shown up, I would have shown up in a shirt and t shirt, and I definitely would have pissed. Was it Easter? Off. It was the whole J and S thing. Their little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, I didn't show up to that. And, you know, there's a lot of issues that came from that, but I don't regret Ross. anything. I don't even remember what I wore. I think I wore like uh Well, uh, well, it was just like everyone wore a suit or dress, and then you guys wore like weird that's right. stuff. Like, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. But there was. There hey, was man, a, I was looking fly. There was a memo there. given to me that if I showed up not in at least a polo and dress shorts, that there would be an issue. And I was like, I'm not gonna wear a polo or dress shorts that's like, so I'm, I'm gonna, sorry bro that's so funny. <laughs> i would yeah i would have showed it's fair, up it's fair. Like, it is what it is yeah i get it man yeah, yeah but but i will say okay but yeah the, on the up on the, side, on the flip side growing up i hated dressing up hated it and i wanted to wear shorts yeah. everywhere i didn't want no one telling me what to do yeah. but like i think there came a point maybe because of the fraternity i had to get you know dress clothes and stuff that was like, damn, bro. I kind of like wearing dress clothes every now and then. So I feel like, is there one of those things where like you like to do that? You know what I mean? Like to dress up a little bit or not? Because I feel like I, I feel like it's definitely point. more of a uh, thing for women than men. But I think some ways men do like dress up sometimes. That's not me saying I, I like either way is bad. By the way, I'm just saying like from what I could tell, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, let me say this. Adam Sandler is doing it right. He's my idol when it comes to that. You guys are lucky that I somewhat try to match. Um, but, but like, a perfect experience. Like, I had a friend that I went to the bars with, and he loves to dress up. Like, that, it makes him feel good, you know? And he asked me about it, and I was like, this is what I feel good in, you know? I, I don't know what else to say. That's fair. Um, That's fair. Yeah, I do. Come, I guess the most I've ever dressed up consistently is for the bars. I always wear a dress short. True. Except for the a nice time t-shirt. I, yeah, nice, nice-ish t-shirt. Uh, I guess there was one time though. Funny story about that. I was going to pick up some bums that needed a DD on a Wednesday night, and 
sadly, you know, they called me at like one thirty in the morning. I had to be at work at like five thirty. You know, I was I was not in a good mood. And they're like, come inside to Taylor's. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna come get you guys because you are not even coherent enough to get yourself out of here at this point. And I come in there with like, I think I was pulling a full Ched. Like I had a not this shirt, but an older shirt I was wearing had a hole in it, and I had some like sweat shorts and like. The note I was just looking like a real buck. I was raggedy, and I got in there, and, and I remember the the bachelor just looking at me like, "What in the world, dude?" Like I, you know, and I got in there. And I actually, ended up talking to like two girls that night. It was pretty funny. I was like, "So you're telling me when I dress like crap, it actually?" Like, but yeah, but yeah, that's my one. Like I guess kind of funny story. That's, about that's that. hilarious, dude. Yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, we should have had some competition between you and Chad, bro, because. There's a video of him wearing some old ass green and black finger traps that were like decaying, blue socks or green socks, blue shorts, and a white shirt, the golf equipment shirt that you gave him. Yep. And yeah, bro, what a what a fashion. I mean, I'll, that man really just calm. I'll never forget my third year. We were living at the hub. Um and one, one of your, you know this guy, uh, J, JW. He is a Pike, great dude. Well, he's from he's from he's from Nashville, I think too. Um, he he had found some random stru- shoes on the street, like these Adidas, <sighs> black and green shoes on the street, and like he just brought them up. I don't remember exactly why he did that. And he set them in our living room. And he's like, oh, free shoes to anybody who wants them. Like, and they were none of our sizes, so we just had them sitting there for months. One day, Chad and you guys all come over. I think we were hot tubbing and going to like the pool or something like. And this man's shoes are literally falling apart, like as he's stepping, giant holes. And he he ends up looking at the box. He's like, "Whose shoes are these?" And we're like, "Oh no, we found them." And he's like, "Can I have them?" And of course, they fit up perfectly, bro. And I, I, I remember was, that, dude. I, was, I remember. Yeah, that. dude, that was legendary, bro. It was absolutely legendary. Oh my god, yeah. But I I will say, coming back to the, I think society does have once again a thing a norm where essentially obviously events require certain attire right and i think specifically for women more so than men you know women are expected to wear dresses they're expected to wear nice clothes you know what i mean like there's definitely a higher expectation for clothing when it comes to women so it's not only just like for guys i feel like we get away a lot of stuff um without a doubt and dressing comfortable and stuff. And for women, it's very difficult for them to dress comfortable. As much as I would make fun of some of the girls that I knew that would wear heels for like five minutes and then just take them off. I, it's because they, they kind of got to in a way. They can't just wear regular, you know, shoes and stuff like that. So I do feel, I mean, I was joking with them, but I also feel bad because that's kind of what they had to go through. But yeah, I, there definitely are different norms for the genders and stuff like that. So yeah, I'd like to say that I am not, part of that majority in society because i have no problem with girls if, if girls just want to wear like sports shorts and sports t-shirt like like activewear like we do i mean i'd be fine with it i mean i've never had right. an issue with it and right. so yeah. i don't understand i because i've met guys that are like yeah my girl's not wearing a dress like and i'm like bro you need chill to chill then take it that, easy dude. man you take, take it easy, easy dog <laughs> oh what are you For saying sure. Like to um, class, to class. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we're getting we're getting a little closer to the end here, and I think probably the last thing really that we want to talk about here is just about you know advice for getting past these struggles and the help that you maybe had. And I think I'll, I'll start off a little bit here. You know, from what our audience, you know, if you're still listening right now, like you can probably tell that we've had help from just the bums in general. Like it was how accepting and how talkative and open and listening and everything that we've been with each other. I think it's definitely helped a lot of us get through a lot of these struggles um, and not feel so alone in dealing with it. So I think that's one way you get help is having a good support network, a community that has got your back and you reciprocate, you have their back too. Um, that was T-H-E-I-R, by the way, mm. there. Um, ownership. Ownership, yeah, personal. Um, so I think that's one way you kind of you find help, right? And it does take some guts to ask for help because I think once again, especially if you're a guy, you don't ask for help. You fucking figure that shit out and you you man up and you get it done. And I think moving away from that is probably a good thing because everyone needs help every now and then. 
Um, any further advice? Yeah, just find a way, find some good people, get some help. That can be hard too. Get some help first, depending on whatever it is that you need. Go to the people that you know you can trust. Start there. Um, and the other thing too is like, don't, as cliche as this sounds, don't give up. And the reason I'm saying that is because when you, when you go and you try, even if like, people make it look easy, but you know, even if you got a good day, then you have a bad day, then you have a good day, a decent day, a decent day, a decent day, average day, bad day, good day. Bro, the next thing you know, you're going to look back and be like, wow, like I'm in a higher place, in a better place than I was then, simply because I chose to go through the struggle. You know, the struggle is not always a bad thing. You know, it could be a good thing too when you're growing and uh, you just kind of got to stick with it as much as you can to get to a better place. Bryce? Yeah, I mean, I think you're absolutely right, Eddie. I mean, I think the hard part is finding a way to enjoy the struggle because I think in some sense the struggle is never ending. You know what I mean? There's always going to be a new hill, quote unquote, to climb, new mountain to climb the next day. And even if you get to the top of that mountain, there'll be a new one, you know, after. I think that's probably just how life really goes. But yeah, I mean, I think Eddie's absolutely right. You know, looking back on the bums, like it's crazy how, like, you know, again, beating a dead horse on this, like me and Eddie had known each other for about four years before we really opened up about like, being super open about like what are like serious problems we were having and stuff like that. And it's not even that I didn't trust Eddie or anything like that. I just think, I think it takes a lot to want to be open and be vulnerable and it takes time to trust people with that. And not that it ever happened in the bums, but I've heard stories of people trusting people and then it like going South and stuff like that. So I don't know that that's definitely like a tough one, but I think it just shows that, like, you know, I don't know. Maybe it goes back to just checking on your friends, too, as well. It's, like, another thing I would say about it. Because, you know, everyone's got issues. I don't care how perfect someone may seem. They have some demon in their closet. They're just doing a really good job of hiding it. And that was something I think, like, I learned in college. It was, like, I always felt like I did a horrible job of, like, hiding my issues and compared to, like, everyone else. And I always felt like my friends, like, didn't have any at least for like the first couple of years I got to know them. And then I started to see it because, you know, one day they, they're a little upset and, you know, whatever. And I don't know. It made me feel closer to them in a way. I was like, oh, so I'm not the only one dealing with this. Okay. You know, it, it, I think like a perfect example is like there was a certain bum. Uh, he's been on this podcast before. And he Snapchatted me. He was like, dude, I just my midterm. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. This sucks. and I snapped him back and I was like, dude, I failed my midterm too. And then we made a joke about it. And then we skipped classes the rest of the day because we were like, we're never getting degrees anyway. And uh, we just did a whole bunch of stuff that day. But look, fun fun fact, we actually did pass those classes. Screw those haters that we couldn't. But yeah, um, so I, I don't know. I don't know. Dealing with struggles and stuff like that. I don't know. It takes time. Part of the human experience part of the human experience you know it takes time and i think i think the best advice i can give is try to surround yourself with good people and hopefully from that you will either figure out how they maybe overcome a struggle and it will bounce like ideas off of you'll be able to bounce ideas off of how they've overcome things like perfect perfect example i'll i'll throw myself in a little fire here i've eddie knows i've talked to him several times about look I'm, i'm very headstrong on certain things and there's been things I've had issued people in the past about certain events and situations. And in the past, I've completely unfiltered myself and gone off or done whatever I was going to do and upset people. But as I've learned that that wasn't always the best thing to do. There's a time and place for sure. But, you know, luckily I have cool mellow Eddie over here that I was able to ask several times on certain situations of, should I, should I pull the hand grenade out and throw it in front of everybody? Which, before I knew Eddie, I would always been yes, but luckily, you know, talking, having a good friend to talk to, I've learned that there's time and place to pull the hand grenade out, which, you know, still deal with that one a little bit, but, you know. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, you just got to look at everyone and be like, you're a human being, you're dealing with something probably, 
It is what it is. It's part of life, unfortunately. But there's obviously a lot of good. This is not meant to be a depressing part. This is us saying, look, we're all humans. Give just a little bit of space for every human. You know what I mean? Like, just give them a little bit of benefit for the doubt. Um, just a little bit. You don't need a lot. Just a little bit. Um, and I think try and help each other out as much as you can because everyone's going through something. But yeah. any final any final thoughts? Yeah. You got I, mean, I think most people would say Anakin Skywalker is the greatest Jedi to ever do it. And look at all the mistakes and issues he had, but yet he was still able to be great and redeem himself. So that's my that's my final thought. A lot of people, though. Well, you know, so did the Jedi Order as a whole. If you think about it, he killed a lot of people. It's a topic for we'll have to bring we'll have to come back to that. So did Luke Skywalker. No one wants to talk about Luke killing like a billion people. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Skywalker family has quite a large um which is bill for sure hey i mean in some cultures like that's a good thing so (laughs) anyways yeah i mean everyone's going through their struggles try and help each other out a little bit um thank you so much for listening to this has been struggling with the bums you know once again follow us on instagram at the bums b underscore ms check out our website strugglingbums.com and if you haven't already do hit the follow button on whatever platform that you're listening on and if you want as well hit the notification bell let you know whenever our episodes drop. We do try to drop every Monday, but sometimes Monday, 9 a.m. PST, sometimes Monday, 10 a.m. PST, you know, kind of goes around. But Monday and sometime in the morning, PST will be, it'll be up. So thank you so much for listening. Have a great day, evening, night, and we'll catch you next time.